0: Hi, I'm Oki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I'm really excited to be talking to author Daryl Peterson because he's written a book, called Campfire in the Basement. That's about family stories, but there's also adding in some wisdom from things that he's experienced, things like that. Hi, Daryl. How are you today?
1: Good morning. I'm just fine. Thank you very much for including me in your day.
0: Ah, thank you for being here. I'm excited to talk about your book. I like that. For me, it's it's a break from all the thrillers that I typically read. (laughs) So a book like yours, Campfire in a Basement, just Bring some sort of light to to my reading, daily reading. Actually, can you tell me about your book?
1: Yes, campfire in the basement. You're right about bringing some light. There was some light when I built that campfire, <laughs> and uh, it was stressful. There was, was a pretty scary time actually. My book consists of uh, lots of humor. A lot of good uh, laughter came out of that story, and fortunately, the house uh, wasn't burned down. Uh,
0: <laughs> I was gonna ask if that was like that was literal,
1: you yes. know. Eight years old, Christmas Day, a little tiny house in the Northwoods on a little lake, full of company, all the cousins downstairs in the basement playing Monopoly and so on, Christmas games, and uh, all the adults upstairs visiting and so on. At one point, we got tired of playing table games and decided we'd play camping. And when we decided to play camping, it occurred to me that it would be wonderful to have a campfire.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> in our
1: house, we heated with wood. And so there was a nice big room full of firewood. And the matches were just barely in my reach on the poster there beside the furnace. And
0: my, oh my cousins thought it was
1: a wonderful idea. And so I proceeded to build a campfire.
0: Oh, my gosh. Me as an adult now with little niece and nephew, I can't imagine... How the adults reacted to what you guys did.
1: It wasn't good. (laughs) My uh, relatives upstairs, my parents and relatives upstairs, uh, very soon smelled smoke that wafted out from under the basement door. And uh, before long, my mother came barreling down the stairs with a panicked look on her face, and uh, things went south at that point. (laughs) All the cousins who had thought the campfire was a wonderful idea decided they couldn't imagine why I came up with such a thing.
0: (laughs) It's all your fault, the,
1: of course. Yeah, it, it was all my fault <laughs> when we came right down to the end of it, yep.
0: <laughs> That's an awesome story.
1: I was, uh, I was known as a little dickens when I was a cousin, when, when I was a kid, uh, by my cousins. A little demon might be another way to uh, translate that. And the campfire to <laughs> Just the beginning of a host of episodes where I managed to get on the wrong side of uh, good, my parents had to somehow uh, uh, redeem the whole situation.
0: <laughs> and you will never live that down.
1: No, Ever. I, I was just at a wedding for one of my uh, second cousins, and I was reminded by one of the cousins who had been there that she well remembered that day. Uh. How, how impressed she'd been with my campfire idea, but not the discipline I received later.
0: <laughs> but I love how you, you jumpstart your book with this story. And what else do we expect throughout this book besides this this great story to begin with.
1: This is a memoir, or you could say a collection of essays about growing up in the Northwoods in the 1950s and 60s, Northwoods of Minnesota, on a little lake that no one else lived on. We're on the end of a mile-long town road, and so the, st- the story pretty much uh, involves my uh, learning about life from the critters that pass through our yard, uh, from the, uh, the weather changing seasons on the lake that we lived by. Uh, the sounds of nature, and then visits from relatives and neighbors. And uh, there was lots more uh, relationship building, I think, in those days, face to face, unlike in our own day.
0: Right. Unlike now, we're just dependent on our phone screen.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. And so the stories, again, being real life, there's humor in there, but there's sadness, too. One of the stories in the book is about when my dog died, had to be put down. And my sister and I, for years afterwards, argued over who was responsible for her falling off the porch and then having to be my father. And so there's there's trauma in there. My mom developed Alzheimer's uh, later in my life. That's a part of the book. Uh, They sold the place on the lake that was so beloved to all of us so they could move to town for better health care. Uh, our home was 35 miles northwest of Duluth and pretty much just woods and, and lakes and streams between those two places. So my father was very strict uh, when he died. My mother, who was uh, suffering from Alzheimer's, when told by us, her little circle of her kids and spouses, dad died today, oh no, and her head went down. And, and it wasn't more than 30 seconds before she came back up and said, now we can do whatever we want. And when she looked at the faces of the kids all shocked around the circle there, then she responded, well, he was pretty strict, you know. And so, um, again, this is real life, just ordinary people. My dad was a factory worker for um, 38 years, uh, making horseshoes and tools. Mom was a full-time homemaker. And it's just ordinary people growing up in the world and, and trying to raise their kids and get them off to the best start they can. And and all the things that are involved in uh, in everyday life and the ups and downs and good and bad and so on.
0: You know, it's interesting that you say ordinary people, but I still find it fascinating in the family dynamics and how we each deal with anything that that's thrown into our way. I get bright bought in or fascinated by just something like this. We definitely need something that kind of brings us down from all the fantasy world or all the other craziness to read about just families and great characters. How was it writing this book, especially including some traumatic events? How was your writing process?
1: I would share that, that I'm, a, I'm a retired Lutheran pastor, and so I've had the privilege and challenge of being involved with hundreds of people's lives over the past 40 years, and pastors are trusted by the average person pretty much, and so I've heard lots of intimate details from people's life and struggles and joys and triumphs, and so I've come to the place where I'm a little more open to share those myself, and I think that in my preaching over the years, I've made it a point to always include a story, If I write a sermon and I don't have a story in it, it, the sermon's not done. I've got to do something to connect with the people in the pews. And so I think uh, even the average fellow who maybe has read one book since he graduated from high school— might actually find uh, this book readable and relatable. And I've had people report to me now after the first couple of months that this book has been in, in uh, available to the public. Oh, I, gee, I remember when our dog died too. Or, oh, I remember that fishing trip that got snowed out on opening day, opening day of fishing season or remembering things that they experienced in their own lives. Uh, not some, some unimaginable thing, but something that they they know well themselves.
0: Right, it becomes extremely relatable. It becomes almost reading about your own home and how a lot of the, especially the really sensitive subjects, you're you're not as lonely going through it because you're reading reading about any of this in this book. With all that you've done, what made you want to put this pen to paper? What made you want to start at this?
1: Yes. uh, Thank you, Oki, for asking that question. As I mentioned, I'm a pastor. and in, uh, in 1998, a long, long time ago, I'm I'm pretty ancient. In 1998, I preached a sermon, which story included uh, a fish house disaster. Uh, my wife gave my son and I an ice fishing house. In Minnesota, if you go by the lakes, there are fish houses all over out on the ice in the wintertime. She gave us a little, I'd say, maybe five by eight fish house. And uh, with my busy schedule and my son's cross-country skiing and, and all the school activities of our kids, I didn't get to use it very much. And uh, it got frozen into the ice. I didn't properly b- block it up so that it would oh. be above the ice. And so long story short, the end of the winter, I spent my day off four different days in, in uh, the month of February trying to get that fish house loose from the ice and finally ended up having to cut it apart with a chainsaw and a sledgehammer. So oh, terrible, terrible ending. And the the gracious moment that came out of that was my wife didn't divorce me uh, after <laughs> spent her hard-earned money on that fish house for us, but I used that as a sermon illustration. One of my parishioners asked Pastor Joe, "Can I give this to my son to put in his new magazine, Lake Country Journal, because he needs some humor in there?" can uh-huh. so try it. And and she she gave it to him. He printed it. It was so well received in the community, in the area. Uh, it was reprinted in the 10th anniversary issue. And since several other of my articles have been included in the magazine, well, that first article prompted me to think, maybe I can write for more than just sermons. Maybe I can write for the world at large. And so that got me writing. A few years later, my father passed away, as I cited already. The next year, my mother with Alzheimer's died. And when that happened, and I'd been started starting to take some writing retreats at that point, I decided to, I need to write these things down for my kids and grandkids. And that then to find that people appreciated what I was writing. So then I thought, well, maybe I can share this message with the world as well.
0: That was a perfect way to tell, to tell me how you catapulted from just having these great stories into your book. Were there any difficulties wanting to include everything and anything in this book that you have to Go through a lot of edits when it comes to including different stories.
1: Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> I, initially, Oki, I because of my busy schedule, time would have been a challenge. Time to just write stories, and so each summer I would use a week of continuing education to take a writing retreat, various places from various people. And uh, during that week of writing, I could stay up till one o'clock in the morning, not have to worry about getting up to do something in the morning, and True. and and so I would during each of those week long classes maybe get two or three stories or two or three chapters written. And so long story short, I ended up with like 60 plus chapters, put them all together in a book, uh, was wow. rejected by the University of Minnesota, was rejected by the Minnesota uh. Historical Society. And I determined, and I understand writers get rejected all the time, but this was new for me. Uh, anyway, I decided I've got too many chapters, so I cut it in half. And so about half of those chapters are now in the book, Campfire in the Basement, Reflections from a Northwoods Lake. And the other other book is in in the works. I was about
0: to ask, uh, you can't be done yet with just this one book, especially when you have more chapters. What is the plan for the next book?
1: I'm working to uh, complete a grant to the Minnesota State Arts Board. We are so lucky in Minnesota. We we passed a constitutional uh, amendment a few years back providing for a state sales tax. And of that state sales tax, I think it's about 18% goes to the arts in Minnesota. Wow, and so nice. writers like myself, uh, artists, poets, uh, any, any sort of people can apply for these grants. So I'm applying for a grant, which I already received for this book. Now I'm applying for a grant for the next book. And that will help me to uh, hire my editor, a local person, uh, Donna Solly, a re- uh, retired uh, Central Lakes College uh, creative writing instructor who edited the first book. She'll do the second book. Ah, oh, nice. Uh, that will also pay for printing the book. And then also, if it all works out, uh, help me to be able to travel around the uh, central and northern part of the state marketing the book.
0: And beyond Minnesota, because this is
1: well, is yeah.
0: relatable, relatable everywhere else, too. So Daryl, what else can you tell me about you as an author?
1: Well, I like the notion of it takes a village. The editor I just mentioned is right from right here in, in our community. The publisher and his wife, they have published my book, River Place Press, in Aiken, Minnesota, right next door to our community. He's the fellow who started Lake Country Journal magazine. The uh, printer is local. My publicist at uh, Blue Cottage Agency is local. The uh, person who's done my posters for me is local. I had over uh, 200 people attend my book launch. I
0: sold 164
1: books at my book launch. So there are so many people, friends, family members, parishioners. Uh, I'm retired now, a long time retired, but who have said we want to help this fellow get his book done. And so I've just had amazing support from the state arts board that I mentioned, Five Wings Arts Council. Lots of support.
0: Well, congratulations! I think it's exciting, and I'm glad you're here on the podcast too because we need to get you beyond Minnesota.
1: Thank you. For I, doing I would
0: this. love to read more about things like that. So Daryl, where can we get this book?
1: Yes, Okie, okay. um, thank you for asking. My book is available on my website. My website is my name, uh, Peterson.com. It's spelled D-A-R-R-E-L-L, the initial J, P-E-D-E-R-S-E-N.com. It's also available through Book Baby, the bookstore at Book Baby, and it's available in uh, about 40 different uh, bookstores, bait shops, and florist shops across northern Minnesota right now, Uh, and that number is growing as I continue to travel from town to town introducing my book, and uh, I I believe if it's not now, it'll soon be available on Amazon as well.
0: Yes, I'm excited. You talked about having the second book as part of this campfire in a basement. Do you have any inkling or plan or secret project that you want to work on beyond this right here
1: yes after uh, all the years i've been uh, blessed with the opportunity to uh, be a part of people's lives and hear their stories because i love stories love hearing i love people i love stories mm-hmm. and so there are plenty more stories than the uh, 60 that i put in and now that i'm retired i have just a little bit more time to uh, try and focus on more writing and so i I hope there will be a third book and beyond
0: i'm excited i'm ready for it and i hope you come back to tell me about the books beyond this just hearing a short story about the campfire itself in the basement or or anything else that you've gone through this is this is really fascinating daryl i want to say thank you for coming by today for just telling me about your world on the podcast any last minute thing you want to say before we go today
1: I was taught when I was growing up that when you go camping, you always leave your campsite better than you found it. We have a wonderful state park system, and and so you always make sure you pick up all the litter, even though you didn't put it there and so on. And that's kind of my notion with this book. I'd like to leave the world a little better place than I found it things are so dark. We have so much, you know, division between us and so on. The book is hoping to plant some seeds of uh, acceptance and hope and and joy. And so I'm, I'm hoping that that will be the result of what I've done in this book.
0: That was perfectly said. There's something about a relationship also with nature and relationship with each other. I think it's so important. And I feel like that's what I will also get out of this book. But thank you, Dara, for coming by. I look forward to hearing more stories from you, and I hope that this gets blown out more than Minnesota, more than everywhere else, really. I will talk to you next time, Daryl. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. It's been a privilege uh, to be a part of your program. I'm Uh, honored to be here. I'm the one
0: that's honored. This is is too cool. Okay, bye, Daryl. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me About Your Book. Please continue to support indie others and indie bookstores. And if you would love to support Tell Me About Your Book podcast, you can certainly do so by going to buymeacoffee.com slash podcast. For a price of a coffee, you can support monthly for just $5. There's other tiers too in the memberships, and you can look at all the info about it, and I would certainly, certainly appreciate it. And of course, there's the other podcast: Books, Cats, and Snacks, where caddy and i talk all things book and about her cats too see you then